0: This is Live Well Talk on COVID-19. I'm Dr. Dustin Arnold, Chief Medical Officer at UniPoint Health St. Luke's Hospital in Cedar Rapids. Uh, Today in the podcast, I'll give the COVID-19 update. I'm gonna touch on the new variant as well as the Merck uh, uh, oral pill uh, to prevent hospitalizations. And then at the end of the podcast, I will have another edition of the mailbag where I answer questions uh, from our brilliant listeners. Uh, What we're seeing in the hospital is a persistent rise in the number of patients admitted to the hospital with COVID-19. Uh, at today we had uh, 54 here at St. Luke COVID-19 patients in the hospital. One year ago today, the very day, December 8th, uh, 9th, we had 40. I think we're seeing this because of uh, two, two reasons. The first is a some degree of seasonality. That means you know it's winter time up here, approaching winter time, December twenty third. But if you look at a map of the United States and COVID activity, the northern states are active, and the southern states much less. Uh, so I do think there is some degree of seasonality to what we're experiencing, uh, and you can see it almost drop off. Just about even with Kansas City and St. Louis in Missouri, it it just it it fades away. So I do think there is an element of the weather or the temperature. Additionally. I think that the um, other reason for the rising cases right now is the presence of individuals that have been vaccinated and perhaps their immunity is worn off. Uh, and we we have more activity outside the home than we did a year ago at this time. Uh, immunity from the the virus, from the vaccines, excuse me, last about six months. He figured we started January, February, March, getting everyone vaccinated. I think, if I recall, I had, had the goal of by May, and I think by the end of April, we'd had, you know, a solid part of the community vaccinated. Not well, six months—that's October, November. So I, I do think that is part of the contribution. Again, though, uh, the vaccines—the vaccines prevent death in residing in the intensive care unit. Patients admitted to the hospital with COVID nineteen, about eighty-five percent of them are unvaccinated, fifteen percent vaccinated. That goes to about 90, 10 when you put it in ICU. So 90% of the patients ICU are unvaccinated, excuse me, unvaccinated, and 10% are vaccinated. And that that 10% have a lot of chronic medical conditions. These are not healthy people at baseline. And so I think that's uh, noted uh, that the vaccines do prevent that. And as we, as I spoke before, patients or people argue or, or or not they'll comment that COVID-19 dying from that uh, is less of a chance than getting struck by lightning. That's true, but still we don't stand underneath a tree during a thunderstorm. So the vaccine is you not standing underneath that tree. The transmission rates in Lincoln County remain high. And uh, sometimes I get questions about when are we going to uh, curtail mask use? And I I think mask uh, should be continued until it is moderate. Uh, which is um, 50 cases per 100,000. Right now we're on 200 per 100,000, and the positivity rate drops below uh, 7.9% or below 8%. And we just we had a positivity rate today of 10.3. So we are not close to moderate transmission this time, and masking uh, remains uh, in high transmission in Link County. The big news this week was the Omicron variant. Um, names such after the alphabet uh, Greek alphabet. Um, they did skip uh, Z uh, to they want didn't want to the X. I they didn't want that confused with um, um, the president of China uh, And new N U. Uh, that sounds the new variant. You know, that would be confused with any W. So there are 24 letters in the Greek alphabet. So let's hope we don't need all of them. Uh, but the Omicron was uh, noted in South Africa initially uh, and it was noted to perhaps be highly transmissible compared to the Delta but much less severe illness so highly transmissible severe uh, severity of illness very low Um, there was no deaths in South Africa and I believe there is no hospitalizations whether or not the Omicron variant becomes a dominant uh, like the Delta is unknown the, in South Africa, the Delta had ran its course and then the Omnicrom um, arrived. So if you think kind of about competitiveness, if there's a lot of Delta in the community, it makes it hard for another variant to become the uh, the uh, primary variant. And we continue to note that 99%, over 99% actually, are still of the Delta uh, variant or Delta sequence. Now, the reason that they were a little concerned about the Omicron, one was just that we got concerned with the Delta, and that that's influenced things. But the second reason, and the the, the the inside baseball reason, is that the M-protein was manipulated in such that it might neutralize antibodies, and they thought that might be an issue, uh, but that hasn't been proven yet. And so let's hope that continues to be something that we don't see. FDA approval or uh, w- w- was evaluated for uh, the Merck pill, uh, it is a viral uh, medication to be taken orally and prevent hospitalization. Um, they met actually on December 3rd, I believe, is what I, my notes say. Uh, and the EUA was not granted. The Advisory Committee uh, on Vaccine Practices uh, made the recommendation to the FDA to to in favor of the new medication from Merck. At a 13-10 split, so 10 people said no. And when interviewed, the individuals that said no in that uh, uh, were because they were concerned about safety data and uh, unknown risk to fetus development, as well as only modest benefit. And modest by reducing uh, hospitalization by 30%. And obviously there was no placebo-controlled trial, so, you know, a control group. And so that makes it a little… less clear the advantage uh, of this medication but I do think this will be similar to I'm liking it to Tamiflu that we use all the time Uh, and so I do think it will have an influence on the duration of illness and perhaps keep people out of the hospital which is what we want with the holidays coming up uh, boosters are important as well as influenza vaccines uh, and you can receive both of those on the same day just separate arms Next week's update, I think we'll have the final uh, or the final word from the FDA on the Merck uh, medication, and also we will have an update on approvals of boosters, uh, who they're intended for. Uh, Pfizer is trying to get to uh, late adolescence under their uh, approval, and so we will update that next week with a detailed presentation on uh, what we're doing from a standpoint of boosters and where we are. Uh, in regards to the Omicron variant. We'll keep a close eye on that. That's it for the COVID update this week, but stick around. We'll be right back with another edition of The Mailbag. Welcome back to The Mailbag. The Mailbag is a new segment to the podcast where I periodically answer questions from listeners, and we have smart listeners, so that some of these questions are quite challenging. Um, Our first is from Susie. Uh, She says, Can you get your COVID shot first or second if you're fighting a non COVID illness at the time of your vaccine appointment? This is my recommendation. The answer would be no. Uh, And here's the reason vaccines may, in in general, I I don't think it's right or smart to give something new to a patient while they're experiencing an acute illness because it could cloud the clinical picture. So the next day, let's say they have this illness, the next day they have you know, fever and, and, and muscle aches and fatigue and headache, would I say, oh, well, that's the vaccine, nothing to worry about, or whatever illness that was diagnosed, it's getting worse. So I I would not do that just from a standpoint that it can, can, can uh, confuse um, your, uh, confuse the clinical picture and make it more difficult to manage whatever diagnosis that was uh, arrived first. Is the vaccine, um, would it be just as work just as well? Probably Uh, would it uh, uh, harm you? I don't think directly, but indirectly, if we uh, confuse the clinical picture of what you were suffering from at the time you received the vaccine. Good question. Next question from Jeff. I saw a news article that said three doses of Pfizer would be effective against Omicron. I've also seen reports that a whole new vaccine may need to be developed. Can you clarify on this? I believe this clarification is that Moderna believes that they need to develop a new vaccine for the variants, but Pfizer believes they have some degree of coverage with the uh, the Omicron with their booster uh, or their or their third dose. Uh, and so, the primary um, dose of uh, Pfizer, the alpha, what was intended for the alpha variant, is still effective against Omicron. Uh, but it was the Moderna that was uh, indicating that they may may need to modify their uh, vaccine uh, to cover the Omnicron variant. But that's yet to be seen. And let's hope that it continues to be a benign illness as first uh, described in uh, South Africa. Our last question is from Naomi. Are you more concerned about holiday travel for Christmas considering the new Omnicron variant? Do you think the risk of air or car travels increase with the new variant? The, The answer, concerned, yes. Uh, I think as we dwell within our homes and travel and meet with relatives in areas that have poor ventilation uh, and could possibly increase the transmission of Omicron, particularly if it's more transmissible. Um, The rule there is that if you're at an extremely high risk uh, or you're unvaccinated and you're at risk, then it's probably not the best idea to participate in the holiday gatherings unless you've been vaccinated with a booster. And additionally, you need your flu shot uh, because that will uh, provide some benefit. But that's hard to do, right? I mean, that's I, as, as you know, I'm transparent, I'm real, and uh, I tell it how I see it. And that's, I mean, that's hard to wear a mask while you're uh, opening presents at grandma's. It's just odd, right? So I think you can minimize it by uh, several things. One is select the largest room in the house so people can spread out. Uh, if possible, uh, ventilate the room, ceiling fan, for example, or uh, open a window uh, to allow uh, ventilation. It's 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 so interesting how important ventilation is in the transmission of airborne illness, uh, similar to, I mean, like COVID. And you can read for hours about how in the tropics and uh, earlier in history they designed hospitals really to have appropriate ventilation because they knew that. And so it's just fascinating. But so, increase the ventilation, wear a mask when appropriate, wash your hands frequently, don't share utensils, the eating utensils, I mean, or or drinking out of the same cup. Those are things that all can reduce the, that reduce the transmission of not only COVID-19, but also uh, other viruses, particularly influenza. But in summary for uh, Naomi, the, the new variant is supposed to be more transmissible and it may do that. Uh, at this time, we still see greater than 99% of the, is Delta, and whether or not Omicron will outlast Delta or push it aside is yet to be seen, uh, and we will continue close eye on that because uh, I am watching that, and I'll report it out as soon as I know. And that's for the mailbag today. If you'd like to submit a question in the mailbag, go to unitypoint.org backslash mailbag. I'll answer questions about COVID-19, latest technologies and procedures. Uh, also, if you'd like to ask about Notre Dame football, I will comment on the new head coach uh favorably i'm excited uh also we'll uh cover other medical topics please note however the mailbag is not an alternative to a medical appointment any questions about personal symptoms or a personal illness should be directed to your primary care clinician and as always if the emergency go to the nearest emergency room or dial 911. once again that is the mailbag submit your question and that's unipoint.org backslash mailbag common spelling mailbag m-a-i-l-b-a-g look forward to hearing from you Thank you for listening to COVID-19 Update. For more information on the vaccine information, booster information, please go to unitypoint.org. Thank you for listening to Live Well Talk On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your family, friends, neighbors, strangers about our podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, be well.